welcome to Dean's List. I'm Dean Miller, and this is my brand new podcast. I plan on being here every week to share stories and music and whatever else comes to mind. I thought about doing something like this for a long time because I've had a pretty interesting, weird, wild life, and my friends are always telling me I should write a book or do a podcast or something because I'm always spilling out these stories of things that I've been through and that have happened to me and that I've witnessed. And I thought it was about time I shared some of this stuff. I figured there's probably some people out there who might want to hear about these things. I was born into a musical family. I'm actually a singer, songwriter, a music producer. I make records, and I also train dogs. Dogs are the passion of my life. So you're going to hear a lot about music and dogs on this podcast. And I hope that's what you're looking for, because that's what I know the most about. I was born into a musical family. My dad was Roger Miller, who was probably best known for the song King of the Road, but a lot of people know him from maybe Disney's Robin Hood or his country music career or his Broadway career where he wrote the score for Big River, which was a big Broadway hit. But anyway, I was born into a show business family. In fact, I like to say I've been in the music business since before I was born. If you want a little insight into what my childhood was like, let me tell you the story of my first time on stage. When my mother was pregnant with me, my father was nominated for a whole string of Grammys, which he won all of. My dad won five Grammys one year and six the next in 1964 and 65, and he held the record for most Grammys won in a night by an artist. He held that record for 19 years until Michael Jackson broke the record. So it was a pretty big deal, the amount of Grammys he won, but I'm kind of getting off track. My mother was at the award show first because my dad was coming in from out of town and he was going to meet her, but he was late, as he often was. And so they began to announce the awards and my dad won his first Grammy of the night and he wasn't there. So my mother had to get up and pick up that Grammy for him and she was pregnant with me. So I have this picture of my mother on stage at the Grammy Awards accepting my father's Grammy pregnant with me. So I like to tell people I was accepting Grammys before I was born. (laughs) But it was a pretty big spotlight to step into or crawl into as a baby. (laughs) And uh, it was a fascinating, amazing, weird, wild rock and roll childhood. When my dad was uh, nominated for those Grammys, he was up against people like the Beatles and Bob Dylan, and those were his contemporaries that were being nominated at the same time he was, and he won. So that says a lot about him and his career and the respect he had. He was like no other artist in this world. He was a total original, totally unique, and you know, I, I don't know any other way of living, so I can't tell you what it's like when people say, what's it like to be the son of... Someone. Well, I don't know any other way, but I can say that it was generally cool. It had its ups and downs for sure. I think everybody's life does. The good certainly outweighs the bad in this case. My earliest memories are this house that we had on a hill overlooking LA. It was in Woodland Hill, 
themselves. My earliest memories are of crawling around on shag carpeting in this house on the hill in Los Angeles that I didn't know until later in life. It used to belong to Frank Sinatra. So I was born at a time that was the height of my father's success. So it was a whirlwind. My dad would come and go because he had to be on the road traveling. He took me with him a lot. I mean, I was flying on airplanes by the time I was a month old. I went places and saw things that I barely remember because I was traveling around before I had a memory of it. My dad wasn't your typical country singer. He was a very sophisticated, worldly kind of cool guy. And he loved the rock and roll lifestyle. There was an article written years ago, and that article said, when Roger Miller invites you to a party, it's not an invitation, it's a challenge. It's kind of widely known that my dad had bouts with drug addiction and more specifically uh, speed and amphetamines. And so that contributed to a lot of the wild partying and lifestyle. But I was not really exposed to that part of things. My dad was a, a, a good dad in that respect. I would say that, you know, he traveled a lot and he was gone a lot, but when he was in the room, he was a good dad to me for sure. My dad was married three times. He had seven kids and it's a complex, interesting childhood. And I'm sure I'll get into more of these stories as this podcast goes on, but I'm trying to go a little bit chronologically right now. So when I was a kid, I just thought, Everybody made up songs around the house. You know, I thought everybody played instruments and made a lot of cool jokes and, and people traveled all over the place. I didn't know any different. And I didn't know that everybody's parents weren't friends with Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard and Dean Martin and all these people. I just thought that was part of life. So I I rolled with it. And I'll tell you, you know, it's interesting. During the school years, I would be in school, doing homework, coming home, pretty structured, ordinary life to an extent. But in the summers, it was buses and jets and rock and roll, man, because in the summers, I was off with my parents wherever my dad happened to be touring or going. I'm pretty sure living like this is how I got my ability to sleep like I do. I have this incredible ability to turn off anytime, anywhere, and just go to sleep. Sleep is never a problem for me. Staying awake is the problem. But I think, having had this childhood, I had to learn to fall asleep on jets and in sound checks and near monitors and in dressing rooms. I mean, anywhere we were traveling, I had I was the tag-along kid. You know, I had to figure out how to get sleep when I could. I just learned to adapt. And that's a skill I've carried into my life to this day. I can adapt to almost any situation. I get along with just about anybody, anywhere. And that's something I learned from my dad for sure. My dad could talk to a president one day and, uh, you know, a guy on the street another day. And he was the same guy with each person. He didn't have a front. And that's a lesson I learned about life. I try not to have any masks or fronts. I just am who I am. And I think that's the way to be in life. And, and, and through this kind of a childhood, I learned to adapt to a thousand different situations. And not only adapt, but I, I'm comfortable in almost any situation. And like I said, I can fall asleep at the drop of a hat. So if we're traveling or we're doing something or, or it's loud or none of that matters, I can go to sleep immediately immediately. So I'm, I'm a really easy traveling companion. Uh, the only thing is in long car trips, I need to stop and go to the bathroom all the time. But I digress. This is probably a really good time for me to introduce a segment of the show we call Shameless Plug. 
shameless plug, shameless plug. I'm gonna make a shameless plug. Y'all wanna have a shameless plug? Cause I'm gonna make a shameless plug. I have a new album coming out called 1965, and I wrote all the songs on it. Uh, I didn't co-write with anybody. I produced the record. I just did wanted to do this for myself and and put the words together and the music together in a way that spoke from from my heart. So what you hear on this album is totally and completely me. And I've also got a few videos coming out. I made these videos myself. I'm doing this podcast myself. It's a kind of a do-it-yourself operation. But everything you see in here is me doing it. So you can blame me if you hate it. <laughs> Here's a little piece of the song, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you'll look for 1965. Let's take a trip around the world and never leave this town I'll pick you up in my Cadillac and we'll take a spin around burn some gas and cigarettes be someone else tonight let's drive around like it's 1965 So we were talking about my wild, insane childhood being the son of Roger Miller. He was really like no other person. He was full of incredible wit and humor and charm. He was a brilliant songwriter, a, a one-of-a-kind person. There was no one like him. It was, it was inspiring to be around. And he was full of laughter and fun. He just really wanted to laugh all the time. All he wanted to do was, was look for the fun in life. And he had a slanted eye that I think I kind of in, inherited, and I don't mean a physical deformity. <laughs> he had a, a way of looking at things that was kind of bent, and he would be the first to tell you that. I think that's what made him such a great songwriter and such a funny person was he looked at life different and I feel like I have inherited that to a degree and it's helped me with my songwriting and and the way I get through life so I'm really grateful that my dad was who he was I try to honor him in everything I do but I'm a singer and songwriter myself and there comes a time when you want to do your own thing and you want to make your own mark and so I have been writing these songs for years and it's just been a, a, a different kind of a journey it's been a rocky road at times but as I get older I really appreciate the experiences I've had, even the failures have given me an adventure. Sometimes you hit rock bottom or a door closes or something goes badly and you're devastated or you're down or you, you look at things in a really negative way. And before you know it, you're looking back and you think, man, if that hadn't happened, then this other great, incredible thing wouldn't have happened over here. And this is actually better than what I had dreamed in my head. So I moved to Nashville trying to be a big old singing star, and that didn't exactly happen. But instead, I'm producing records and traveling around the world. And then I got into dog training, trained for many celebrities. I've, I've produced records all over the world. I mean, I've done a lot. And so sometimes it's, you know, that desire to, like my desire to be a singer, for example, is like the carrot on the stick that keeps you going down the trail. And maybe you don't get to the actual carrot on the stick you were trying to get to, 
but you're having all these amazing, incredible adventures along the way. And that's really what my life has been like. So I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful. And I didn't always look at things that way. So I'm really thankful that I lived long enough to really get what a beautiful, amazing life I've been blessed with. And I'm I'm more and more grateful the older I get. Every day I'm more grateful. And so I get to now work with some of the most incredible young artists and, and make records and produce records for people and help them on their journey to try to be, you know, performers or whatever their, their goal is. And I'm now back in the saddle of making records myself. I just, I had a pile of songs and I wanted to put them out. And um, I'm really proud of this album that I've made. And I look forward to hearing what people think about it. But this podcast is important to me too, because I have a lot to say. I, I look at life in that similar way that I think my dad did. And I really want to share that with people. I want to share my stories and my outlook because I think there might be some people out there who might want to hear it. So I thank you for listening. I thank you for your time. Please check in next week and every week because we're going to have some amazing stories, amazing guests, and this is only going to get better. If I do this, I'm sure I'll get better with each episode. Uh, I hope you all are staying safe out there. Keep well, and I look forward to talking to you next week on Dean's List.